April 7, 2023. It's a Y for Pedro show. Thank you. 
for Pedro Show. Happy Friday. It's yeah. good Friday, right? Uh, we start off with Bob's Boys. This is John Coltrane with Hank Mobley, Zoot Sims, Al Cohn, Four Tenors. This album it's pretty trippy. And then we had Sick Walt with City of Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and people, you could tell I'm not man load mode because of those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention. I got Sick Walt all the way from Queen's Storia. <laughs> Welcome, Mike. Mike, thanks for having me on, man. Absolute welcome aboard. Yeah, so you kick right this away. Off. We got to give uh, credit. Yep. Right for the connect to for the Chris Prizzolo. Chris Prizzolo, my brother in arms over here in Queens, uh, played bass with Sick Walt and on the record Shove and Love. He's a dear friend and a great spirit over here, an extreme positive force here in Astoria, and he is the blessed one that brought me to you, my man. And we go back. I mean, it's been six degrees of separation, you and I, for over the years. So to come back full circle, I met you in Hellride at two th- in 2000 at like 14 below in oh, Santa, Santa Monica. Santa Monica, S&M. Oh, my God. I, I was visiting L.A. and co- couldn't wait to see the Porno for Pyro's crew. And you came out and ripped Stooges and got me even more excited. <laughs> and then you and I had a beer after the show talking. And then from then on... And then we met back in New York. You came back. I was working at Brownies. Oh yeah, did, that was a big gig for me, I, Mike. You was so, you did Hellride East with Lee Ronaldo. No, oh. um, and you guys end up doing. Oh, Jay Jay Mask. Yeah, Lee Ronaldo. Right, Jay Mask is Murph. We, yeah, spoken word. And I remember that with him. And then we did Stooges with the Hellride East. That was after my sickness. That was my comeback stuff. It was. I didn't know the timing of that in your life. I didn't yeah. know. Um, but the illness almost killed me 23 years ago. Shit, time flies. I read about that. I, I read about that. So we met, and you came from Richard Hell's apartment. That's like, right. Well, I got to play his bass, the first bass he bought. Yeah. So ex- you were like, well, I was just in Richard Hell's apartment. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> total mind so blow. Total mind blow. And playing that bass that he did, you know, you got to lose. He told me it was the first bass line he wrote. I, you know, when I put a picture of him on my bass in 1977, that was like a line in the sand. Right, right. Yeah. I don't play bass, but yeah, I, I used to. Your picture goes up in my mind all the time, man. <laughs> you are my You're such a powerful light and spirit in music. You, you just have, you are, your spirit is like, you just play with everybody and you just, it's all about the music all the time. And, and I thank you for everything and all your inspiration. Man. Oh, you're most welcome. We keep on keeping on. I want to learn yeah. about your journey through music. Please bring your earliest musical recollection. You know, man, I will tell you, I've been extremely musical all my life. My first went back. My first moment was like seven years old. I grew up with a stack of Beatles records, Beach Boys records, like, Kenny Rogers' greatest hits, like Michael Jackson, and I, Beatles. The Beatles records were my earliest, and I was. It was like, it was mid seventies. I was seven, seven mid late seventies. I'm seven years old, jumping on my parents' bed using a tennis racket for an air guitar, <laughs> and the Beatles Revolution that opening guitar riff. To say you want, and I wanted revolution, man. Yeah. Jumping up and down, 
Yeah. And you know, man, it sounds, I, I get excited and it doesn't, it sounds like I over that moment. You trace it back. And I remember yeah. you can trace it back to the spirit in your heart at that moment. Yeah. And that like kick started me was the lightning bolt. That got that it lit. All, that got all, it lit. Yeah, man. It was unbelievable. That which led to like being in the basement, uh, pitch black with Sabbath records and, and MC5 records and kick out the jams, motherfucker. Oh, and, yeah. and, and search and destroy. I'm I'm a street walking cheetah with, with a, a heart full of napalm. When I, I heard you were doing I'm a street runaway bike. son from Absolutely. <laughs> the, yeah. World's forgotten boy. Look, we're talking about records. Let me ask you, first record you bought with your own money, please. I it was I went to Record World out here. It was a 45. I bought Pink Floyd Another Brick in the Wall on Whoa. 45. I forget the B-side. My brother bought Steve Miller, Abracadabra. Like yours better, <laughs> but not much. Yeah. I wasn't much into the walls. I like that. What was that one called? Uh, Piper at Gates of Dawn. And the yes. animal one. The one with only Man. like three songs. Let me yeah. ask you, first gig you saw? Ramones, 13 years Yes, old. yes. And what about at Queen school? Queen. Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? I was an athlete. I was a complete athlete uh text people would call it a jock but uh, the metalheads i was down with every walk of life in my school i metalheads were like that i know today my buddies who own saint vitus they're like you were the only guy that transfer transferred over that line that was accepted by all the groups i had much re ultimate respect for everybody um i just happened to be blessed with an athlete and i was just a performer and always a character singing in the shower and always getting school things riled up, you know, on the border of revolution and rebellion. But, yeah. you know, the, I was a cheerleader all the time, like just in life and spirit at the top of my lungs. And uh, and that's how I got the name. I don't know if you're going to get to it. but No, it, it let's get to it right now. It, it just segues. I didn't mean it, but it comes around senior year of high school. Uh, uh, coming off the football field, two of my friends were all covered in mud in all equipment, we have to walk through the locker room, through all the little freshmen out of 14 years old, like <laughs> just going through puberty and they're, they're skinny with towels. And my Frank buddy just grabs one of them and he goes, do you know who the fuck you're talking to right now? Do you know who that is? And the kid cowering, soaking wet goes, that's sick Walt, man. Everybody knows him. And I had, we had no, I had no idea that the whole, the whole, they referred to me, that whole freshman class referred to me as sick Walt. It became, <laughs> And everybody was like, yeah, man, I guess that's right. You're sick, Walt. Did you ever find out why that happened? Well, I mean, just because of my antics, of my high energy, and just always just always being on. And not, not like always on. I'm not always on. But, group, you know, just antics of, of gathering and getting people a collective and and, and get, bringing people together and leading the pack and leading, leading rumbles, leading fights, lightning leading rod, love. lightning rod, lightning rod. That I just was blessed with yeah. that leadership ability and that energy. And she, I used to take it upon myself for good and for bad. And, uh, you know, they could always hear my big mouth screaming in football and always running around getting everybody going. And, uh, I, I became sick. Instigator, instigator, because you know, it was slang. Like I use the slang bad meaning good. So sick right. don't have to mean like perv. It can mean like fucking happening. Right. It, a thousand percent like sick in the head. Like right. this guy's, a, you, you're sick. Like I'm just passionate. I'm obsessed with determination and a, 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 it's like a disease infected with passion. 
is a lyric of a new song coming out. It, and it, I'm like a disease. Do you remember? Fucking, do you remember the first first fucking song you wrote? Oh man, I think it was Heart of a Buffalo, and I don't know if I put it, that on your list because it was a slow ballad. Okay, how, well, how did it happen? How you get into songwriting? No, my first song was Say Something. I think it's on there. Say Something. Say Something. Yes, it's going to be the next song we play. Let's play it right now. Say Something.
Stay cool, it's getting better, a little better. 
invitation to suffering, an invitation to suffering for
Avenue D. Yeah, you bring it all. Spin the world around, shake, rattle and roll. Spin the world around, shake, rattle and roll. When all this pussy comes to get me, I'm gonna give him back his soul. Watch for Pedro show that chunk of music star with Sick Walt doing Say Something. First tune he wrote, people. Then we had Maxine Fonka. She's got a new tune. It's called River Said. That's she said river. Okay, Shadow Animals after that. That's uh Brother Jason from the Cutthroat Brothers. He's got a new proj called Shadow Animals. And this town is the name. M- Muskeg Mudsuck out of Anchorage, Alaska with Anaton. Andre Vida out of Berlin with Changing Lockets. 19 minutes, 40 seconds. Is that a bad name? With Fourth Dimension. Garrett T. Caps in NASA County. No, NASA Country, sorry. Better, uh, getting better. Guided by Voices, Wild Kingdom. Brand new. Better get it now because he's going to have another one in two weeks. <laughs> Bob Pollard, man. Manda Ufo after that with Cement and Reasoning. Of course, they go together. Adam Trumbo with Leaning to the Pain. And finally, Sick Walt slash Shovin' Love, Die Like Belushi. One time I met John Belushi accidentally. Minutemen were not allowed to play the Whiskey A Go-Go because we were considered a a violent SST band. So who gets us in there to open for them? Fear. And who's buddies with Fear? John Belushi. So I go in there to dress him upstairs. Before we go on, to say thank you to Mr. Ving and uh, John Belushi's there, and he's got this kind of butane <laughs> torch. <laughs> he's busy. So anyway, yeah, that's your first tune. Say something. Are, are we? We're back on. Yeah, yeah, we're on. <laughs> oh, brother, I didn't know if you were still doing your credit. You talking your credit story? I didn't yeah, I was, I was, but the credits are on. I ain't just speaking it for you. <laughs> Lucy, yeah, but the butane, yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, like a torch, right? Like a what they called it, a base, but not base like I work. But but, yeah, that's it. Some kind of chocho with a paste uh, kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you want your heart to just jump out of chest, I guess. So tell me the circumstances that lead led you to writing your very first song. Say something. So. Like I said, I worked at Brown. I worked in the East Village for a long time before I hit LA um, in the 90s. I, le- I worked at Brownies, Mercury Lounge, Bowery Ballroom, 2A. Um, huge music lover. Uh, was an actor right out of sc- out of college. Um, then was always into, but always hung with musicians. And uh, my ex roommate in college was a very good friend of mine. He used to play in Sick of It All, Murphy's Law. Oh yeah. H- H2O, Burn. He did tours with everybody. Max Capshaw, man. Um, oh, okay. Him. Respect. And, and so Max was playing. A sh- I got his band that he would, the project he was on at the time, I got him on a show at Bowery Ballroom. 
And I had always jumped in and, and sang at friends rehearsals. And I've always sang it at bars with my friends bands. And he's like, I think it's time sick Walt fronts the band. So he asked me to sing uh, th th at this benefit. So we rehearsed the five songs and I, it was fantastic. I went to uh, my first gig. I was in a college band with him uh, uh, in, in, in the nineties, uh, 20 years prior. Ah, what am I timeline? Anyway, I was in a college, band. I hadn't been on a stage in 10 to 15 years. And the first stage I was on was the Bowery ballroom. I sang to about 400 people there and the place went nuts. It had been like, it was all quiet and sullen and the other bands were doing all right. We hit the stage, the place went ballistic. People started just like throwing stuff and, and bodies flying everywhere. It was unbelievable. And backstage, he was like, did you see that? We have to make music. And so he handed me a bunch of songs, just the, the, all of the music that he created. And I started writing songs. And the first song I wrote was Say Something. I wrote City of Idiots because uh, it was about L.A. At the time. <laughs> about my experience in L.A. It was crazy. I had a crazy whack. It could be cra pretty crazy in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I had amazing experiences, some of the most beautiful, amazing times of my life, but it was a crazy town and not really for me. Yeah. So, and I wrote Say Something and Heart of a Buffalo. Um, I was out one day. He, it was a slower song. We grew up on hardcore and punk. We grew up on Minutemen and, you know, Black Flag, Circle Jerks and everybody, Seven Seconds, Fear. Uh, that Those are my roots besides, you know, Ramones, besides the West, the New York stuff. But, um, and I started writing that stuff. I just sat down and I wrote Heart of a Buffalo was a, a ballad. And I just, it all came to me. And Now, this uh, happens after the first gig. So what did you sing for them first five songs? His, was, it, his it, songs? The project that he was singing. It okay. was a band called Poor Lily. Yeah. I think they just, he just came out with a video. He, it's a, you know, one of the many projects that he, he is a consummate musician. Sure. And uh, he, like yourself and just works and plays with everybody. And he just oozes music. Set, and is always writing in every different genre. Uh, he's an unbelievable drummer, but uh, so he was he was playing guitar for this project, and I sang uh, kind of hardcore tunes, I guess, um, heavier tunes, and, and yeah, it was called Poor, for Poor Lily. So after that, we put together three songs. We recorded "Say Something," uh, "City of Idiots," and "Your Lies." And we were, we put that out on a little EP. So that's your re you know, that's your first record. That was our first record. Wow, that was my first in my life. And you what know, was, was that? Him, what was that like to go into the studio first time? Mike, man, because I'd always been next to the artist, sure. hanging out. I'd always been in the rehearsal rooms and you know dicking around with the the mics. I'm like Ozzy Osbourne. I'm just pure passion. And I didn't know any of the technical. I don't know what key I'm in. I don't know. I've gotten a lot better. Still don't know the key, but um, <laughs> I've got. I, but I, you know, just pure raw energy, yeah. spirit, and I would be, I would be Max's roadie for all our shows in college throughout New York in these in the garages in the warehouses for. He'd be oh, playing for Murphy's Law and sick of it all, and yeah. I'd be on stage holding the cymbals, and and now I'm in this. To see him as excited about the music that I that I wrote, the, the lyrics that I wrote for his songs yeah. was an honor and so exciting. And just to follow him around and then to be in the studio 
you know, it was a whole new process for me, and it's phenomenal to dissect music like that. It's a whole the science of music. Oh yeah. Um, you know, coming from the stage and and, and the movie and film and being a sick well, just out my energy because I'm a high energy, passionate man. But then to, that there's that side of live music that I loved, but to sit and dissect science and sounds and you know the 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 sonic sonically to think of that up and and it brought me such beautiful respect for so from for so many bands that I love of just like a Pink Floyd you loved so much of it and then to see behind the curtain and to see the thought process yeah just you know man you know right. to think when I was listening to oh um Oh, Led Zeppelin, no quarter, man, no quarter. Led yeah. Zeppelin, how dark that sound, the song goes, and he and the voice. Yeah, right underwater. Let me ask yeah. you, how many takes did you do? Uh, it wasn't. I'm coming from being that I was an actor for twenty years. I'm a man yeah. of preparation, sure. And so I was as prepared as I could be just natural takes, you know, we would bang it out in, you know, maybe three to five, you know, we, we knew we'd get one and then some other ones just to cover it, to cut, to punch in. You know, I'm, I'm, like I'm just asking, cause there's this whole story where James Jamerson's talking about recording with Smokey Robinson. And he says, right. he says, you know, about take 248, the rigor mortis started setting in the groove. <laughs> who, who would that? How would it take was, was I was just making... curious. I was just curious. So, okay, you get this three-song EP out, seven-inch, right? You, you, yeah. You're slinging that. Are you doing gigs at that yeah, time? Man, at we, that we time, went on to play, played Mercury Lounge, Bowery Electric. We've played so, you know. No, I'm talking right about that moment. I'm doing a little historical thing here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So you got this three-song thing. Now you, you had to get the songs together for a set, so you need more than three songs. Okay, okay, yes, okay. So that we did. We put that out correct, and we did like a small little like a, a listening party for like a hundred people, and the two of us would do it, you know. And we and then we started finding. I was blessed to find a couple of musicians. I found a guy I worked with, Pat Fisher. I just got to give him the the credit, man. Sure, Pat sure. Fisher was our first bassist. Came out of the Seaport. I was bartending down in the C South Street Seaport, and uh, he said I'll play bass. And then he brought us Matt Middleton, this other guitarist, a friend of his. Yeah. Um, and they were, they helped us, they kicked us off and, and start playing. And we, that got the ball rolling for Sick of it, uh, for Sick Walt. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, very eternally grateful for them, for the, for their time and energy. And that was fantastic. Who, who was on the drums? Max Capture. Oh, so buddy. Max did the drums because I thought he was playing. Oh, he played guitar in Lily. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't clear about that. Okay, that's Max right. is a phenomenal drummer. Sure, phenomenal sure. Drummer. I think if you're a good drummer, you probably can play anything because, man, it's rhythm music. I guess. Yeah. You, I, you know? Yeah. No, I really, just... I really have got kind of a beef against some motherfuckers about this, Sick Walt, because they treat drummers like they ain't musicians. This is bullshit. Right, right, man. When. They know their stuff, man, and they know the key using oh, yeah. their drums. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Much, much respect. Chico Hamilton oh. could get songwriting credits. Why? Because the notes are too short? It's, it's a learn something, motherfuckers. Right. Anyway, can you remember? Okay, so you do this listening party. 
Do you remember? And what the, you listen to the, what you recorded? But when do, do you remember the first time Sick Walt plays a gig? Wow. Uh, I don't remember. It's a Watford Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> it, was the, <laughs> it was around. You know, we played either Mercury Lounge or or uh, a Bowery Electric. Might well, well let me ask you: Was it a success or a failure? Michael, Mike, it was a huge, it was a great success. Yes. It, we, it was, it, Sick Walt came out strong and we. Hard charger. We, it was fantastic. And I was a green singer, like trying to get my voice together and learn the, the art of Learning singing. Learning by doing though. But man, that's the best way. That's part of the movement, right? Look, we're yeah, at the end of the, we're at the end of the first hour. We're going to have to continue on because April 7, 2023 edition, Watt Peter's special guest, Sick Walt. Hold tight for hour two. April 7, 2023, it's the second hour. Watt from Pedro's show. Beg for help, come in, they say. Next I knew was there to stay. Clamps and straps lay at my feet and seven of them surrounded me.
Everybody wants to be known. 
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour with Sick Walt shoving love. Yeah. Seven of them. And then we had Alexander Hacks. Hacker. I'm sorry. Sorry, Alexander. Alexander Hacker with his big piece where an uh, imaginary uh, young man in Berlin. And this part is called Mumien Monstren and Mutation. <laughs> My my German is terrible. Sorry, pardon. <laughs> Just toot my life. Anti Strawberry after that with Splash. Yeah, he uh, uh, uh brother Brian Lane. He uh, day rather. He made me a little uh, exciter for my bass string. I'm going to record for Walter Wright and uh, Al Margolis a little later today. Uh, after that, uh, from Poland, Arkuli Rola with. <laughs> you know my Polish is worse okay people just <laughs> sorry fuck <laughs> okay angry silence after that with the best place in the sun I fuck up English too <laughs> uh, and then finally sick Walt with shoving love love alignment you know it's all the slash shoving love are they a backup band no, that was just the title of the record. I, I misunderstood. Oh, okay. The way okay. you described how I should cut the tr- uh, information ah, on the track. That's the album title the song's from, people. Okay. Yeah. No, okay, it's not. I thought it was a little collab there. No, it ain't. It's, it's, that's the name of the record. Right okay, okay. We're, we're learning like you did with singing, like why we're doing it, yeah. like why we're on the air. Okay. So let's continue on. Do you guys go on tour? That's the thing, man. We just, we unfortunately, we kept trying, we have tried, there's been different phases of the band trying to get our foot out of the box. And it was just, this record, we made, we finally put Shove and Love together. And then there was a whole bunch of uh, different people had some personal stuff that year. That's when we were supposed to do a prison tour. um, Prison tour? Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a sec. Actually, I got to tell you, that's that's an amazing, but uh, we never got out of new york uh we've just been playing because then that fell apart and fate i mean that that personnel fell apart for a few months due to some personal reasons and then my second phase uh i brought in rob buckley on guitar he just got off a tour for with uh chromags and and um eric goat on drums from misfits he was the, the drummer for misfits sure sure i remember i remember and so matt you had to say bye-bye to max yeah, he he was married with a child, young young kid changes yeah. people's, you know, so they have obligations. Sea change, like that. yeah, sea change. Priorities, man, and Absolutely. you know they can only do so much. So understood, he was, understood. Uh, he was there from a distance, but had to take care of his family. Uh, totally understood. Yeah, yeah, understood, understood. But he got you lit, so that's fucking bitching. Absolutely, man. Everything happens for a reason. I be- I truly believe. You know, and step by step, people come into your lives to help move you along. Right. So phase two fizzles. Phase two, we were kicking ass and rolling. We were just about to open for Murphy's Law. Yeah. We were just asked on the Joey Ramone birthday bash. And then, yo. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, You got me. I'm listening. I'm hanging on every word there, Sickwell. And then COVID hit. COVID hit that March. We were supposed to open up on St. Patty's Day from... The yeah. famous St. Patty's Day Murphy's Law show. Right, because March, yeah, March 2020 was when the situation appeared. March 15th, they closed in New York and we canceled everything and we lost it. So then the momentum stops then. And yeah. then COVID stops for two years, you know, two years. 
And we finally came out of the dust, God willing, everybody, uh, to get the wheels rolling for the third time, um, you know, thir- um, 23. Right before it, last year, we started rolling again. You said you wanted to tell year. me something about the prison tour. Okay, so Chris Pizzolo, like he said on his show, um, it was great how I met Pizzolo. It was divine. He was working in a record store. I was uh, I was looking for a place to spin the master vinyl that Max and I just got done. And Chris was like, play it here. So we played. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we need a bass player. And he was like, I'll play bass for you. So that's how I met Pizzolo. Beautiful, divine interaction. He then And he's a heat man. He is a king of all media, always hustling. Just, just, just a second. Just a second. What, what's up? Who's there? Who? It's the police. It's the police? Okay. I'm doing my radio so- shows, officer. Yes, I will. I will. But it, it's it's difficult. This isn't the front door. This is the back door, officer. Okay, yeah, because I'm doing my radio show. I couldn't hear. I'm sorry. I'm doing my radio stay show. Safe. Stay Can safe. I the front door. What's what's that? There was a 911 hang up from this location. Really? Yes. Oh my god. I didn't. Gosh. Nobody answered the phone. I've been doing my radio show. Okay, yeah, we've been trying to call you. Been- oh, you know what? AT and T. My my phone is damaged. I can't get calls. Oh, okay. You okay, Mike? Yes, sir. You're Absolutely. Good. I I have no idea what's going okay. on. So you don't need any kind of medical help? Or... No, no, sir. Okay, that's what we're worried about. Yes, sir. We saw your car out there, and we thought you might have been. We're about to kick you in the door. Oh, shit. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so oh. sorry. Oh, you have neighbors that say that you had some help. <laughs> well, yeah, I got a bad knee. Okay. God bless, man. Okay. Th- everything's okay, officer. I'm All sorry right. for the mistake. All right. Okay. Thank God everybody's okay, but that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I can't believe that happened on this show. No, I can't either, but uh, let's play some music. <laughs> All right, man, you get yourself together.
Watt for Pedro show. Sorry about that. Uh, you got some real life there. It's the Watt for Pedro show, and we don't fake shit here. <laughs> uh, we said that chunk of music start off with uh, Sick Walt, Age Shove and Love. That's the name of the album, people. Song for Johnny. Then we had Girls in Synthesis with Bypassing. The Hatch with uh, Retina SS. Uh, Primitive Ignorant. High Rise Vampires. Uh, Pineapple Empress out of South London with Suki's Gonna Play Under the Stars. Party Nerves with Bermuda, not Bermuda, (laughs) Bermuda. And then finally, uh, Sick Walt with Demand the Stage. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's get where where you are. You got Chris on on bass, and you start doing gigs. So we're talking about the prison tour, and we're so ironic that the cops show up when I'm talking about the prison tour. That's amazing. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes so sense. Chris is like a king of all media. Immediate family is his company. Um, he's always thinking and hustling and uh, very effective at it. And he's like, yo, man, you're sick, Walt. He goes, you don't belong playing some little small cafe in the corner or something. He goes, you belong playing prisons. And I was like, great idea, man, because and I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan, and that's a huge inspiration. And, you know, I well, yeah. I also taught music at Rikers Island for Wayne Kramer for the jail guitar. Brother Wayne Kramer, program. yes, yes. I taught. I taught. Uh, you know, he asked us to uh, run his program out in uh, Rikers Island. And I remember that, that song, uh, Mick Jones. Let me tell you, my my friend named Wayne and his deals yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten Absolutely. to jam a couple times with Brother Wayne Kramer. Beautiful. Yeah, great guy, man. Great guy. Many blessings to them. Yeah, yeah. And then he had a band with Johnny Thunders called Gang War. Yep, he did that record, Gang Wars. He's played with a lot of people too, man. He always is always doing projects. That's right, he's a man. That's right, and uh, he's got soundtracks and scores now. I think is that what he's doing? Yeah, yeah. But I know he still is involved with that. So you did some teaching in there, okay? Yeah, for a year and a half in at Rikers Island, which was eye opening. So we. I planned a whole, we, we started playing prisoners, prisons, and then we played a female prison out here. We played, and then local prisons in New York, and we were setting up a whole tour, and, and you know, before some things fell apart. But the, the news, the updated news, is that we're playing Bedford Hills Maximum Security uh, Women's Prison uh, in May, um, this coming this May. I got it back on, Chris was like, you should call them again, and it feels great to be able to go give back it's unbelievable the response of, of to see the inmates go nuts, especially women, female inmates. It was just they come up to you and they're just like, thank you so much just to get them out of their cells and out of their heads and to bring them regular life for the for the past for two hours. It's really a beautiful uh, experience to give back in music. It, it's it's really you got to pay, you know, you got to get your gear in there and such and do it all yourself. Yeah. But do a performance like that. It's like when you do it on a street corner and the way you do it, man, you, the way you, you'll play with anybody at any time, anywhere. And you, you will, and your passion, you will play so as amazing as you do, as if you were playing Stooges at, on the middle of Coachella, but uh, <laughs> you go to prison and playing there. It just, it's, uh, it's quite exciting. Well, well, music's a special thing that can uh, connect us humans without being absolutely yeah, right, right, vibration. Right. It's like string theory. Absolutely. We're pieces of vibration. Absolutely. So it made sense how much it connects to total us. Mistake. Uh, total sense. And I, I'm a yeah. total believer, like you said, Sick Walt. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, April 7, 2023 edition. Watt Pedro, so special guest, Sick Walt. Hold tight, hour three. April 7, 2023. It's third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. 
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with uh, Sick Walt doing Million Dollar Man. Hey. Yeah, then uh, the Singleman Affair with someone who has someone else. Sam Lockwood, Iowa City with Party. And then Sick Walt with Truth Trader. Hmm. So, you know, I remember you had to come up with songs at the beginning. But what's your process these days? Well, my process these days, we were... Uh, you know, I'll continue. I write when I'm walking. I, you know, when I'm, I, I just, well, I was. Johnny Cash was talking about how you got to fill up the, you got to fill up the pot. Uh, he can't just go, just go and write a song. You got to go fill up the pot. And he's like, yeah. and maybe if I take a walk in the woods when I come out, you know, I'll have a song to write. So I like to do a lot of uh, meditating, like walking. I do a lot of walking to myself, and and um, you know, and I like to write the thoughts and go after songs. I. You know, I, I I usually get the music first from the when I get the music. So we have new songs. I've uh, I'm getting back in the. We're getting Max Pizzolo and myself are getting back together right now to write the second Sick Walt record. Right now, it's been unbelievable uh, these past few weeks. The word is on that we're getting together, so we're collecting our material, and the demos are getting exchanged right now. And then I start taking my walks and start, you know, you start dancing with the music. Like, what do I want to exude here? What What is the story I want to tell? And then just let the pen fly, you know. Sure, sure. And do you do you keep a notebook, or do you keep? Yes, a- I do many notebooks. Okay. I always I'm writing a lot. I always write notebooks, like always. So th- that means like you got a trove of words to choose from, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I will listen to a song, pick out the, pull the recent notebooks or where I keep my most and just page through stuff, looking for some phrases that fit, that can get me started. Like, I like this idea. Let's go with it. And then, you know, you just keep walking, walking meditation of just going. And, and I, 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 as the, I almost, as the perfectionist and the, and the, you know, as I prepare too much, when I hear, like, I heard David Lee Roth talking about 1984. He was out all night partying. He came and he was supposed to record the next day. And he came in and I can't remember what song he was talking about. And the manager's like, you got, you got your stuff? And he's like, I didn't have anything ready. And he's like, yeah. And he just come. Or how Iggy Pop is notorious for being for being able to write on the spot. Right. In the, of the studio. He calls it. He, you know what he calls it? He, call, he right? calls it? he calls it shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip, and he does it so well. Yeah, I, I'm more of a, a bookworm that I have to I write and hash it out and and really go over it. And I mean, uh, it makes it sound like I'm a Bob Dylan. I am not, but that's how my writing process goes because I'm not. It doesn't flow so freely off my lips. No, but everybody's got their own way, and they got to find their own way and develop it the way they do. Exactly. And that's why I'm interested, you know, because they ain't all the same. It's not just like some, uh, you know, Marlon Marlon Blando uh, generic kind of thing. It's personalized to the person and the situation. What about titles? When do you think of the title? First or last? Last. I will jot down a list of of possible titles in my head as I go through my the, the creative process. And then we'll finally, how do you want to stamp this final piece? You know, how do you want to stamp it? Well, I always ask that question because I'm opposite. I have to start with the title. I got no anchor. But everybody, most people answer the way you do. Your words, your literature, your, your, your eloquence 
looking at your catalog of 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 history of, of everything that you've written. the titles what is it what is the walnuts yonder big walnuts yonder <laughs> your titles are so great there's so the word the word coupling is fantastic kudos to you man that's amazing it's like an uh old new yorky uh walt whitman kind of trip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually got it from oh. richard Meltzer, you know who is an old new yorker guy and uh look what about this one here oh way ha Oh, way ha. Okay. The inspiration from that, it's if you, you'll, you will hear, I was a huge James Addiction fan, uh, huge, and loved the spirit and yeah. meant of, of Perry. Yeah, of how sure. He could sing about love and then sing about hate and want to fuck. The, he would want the place to just rip the place to apart. Yeah. I, uh, that's, and the, the greatest song of, if anybody, I'm not a man of lists, but when people say, what's your favorite song, I can pretty much say one of my strongest songs is ocean size oh yeah i'm as deep as the ocean i've seen the ocean break on the shore and they come together with no harm done and and, uh, how deep the ocean is and how unexplored the ocean is i lived on venice beach for 10 years um and i walked that beach it was my 40 days and 40 nights of my life when i was out there um alone you know no not knowing anybody and making the best trying to uh, attack creativity out there and just me walking under that moon many walks not not on drugs or anything but taking those walks for connection and uh ocean size just would give me that deep strength of so with that said i wanted a big song and oh way ha that music came about and it really explodes and it was my chant and I came up with, I was, I was, I followed Buddhism and, and studied Hinduism and take the best pieces from all of them to, to lead your guide your life. And I would chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo and, and, and it, you know, and so I was thinking of th- that, uh, of Buddhism and the Polynesians and the ocean and Owe Ha Mane Maneo. Uh, it was, I just came up with a phrase to open a show and here we are. We were gathered all together. It's Perry style, the way that would come about. Sure. We're, we're, I'm going to start the fire. And here is where we start the chanting together. I'm going to chant and stomp on the floor. We're going to sing and dance tonight, people. And I'm going to chant and stomp on the floor. Oweha to you. And it became an oweha, a phrase to you like oweha, like mahalo. Oweha. Okay. Okay, let's listen.
was your brother The sea was your father And the sun was your mother Would you be scared If life didn't bother To take you along and be friends with you Always had a heart of gold Never did what I was told I like to sit and watch the world unfold From a place of peace and quiet On some roof on top of giants Is where my fears of life will all let go
Buffalo. Lot for Pedro, so last music for this edition. Start that chunk off with Oweha, Sick Walt. Then Knee, tune from a band called Death Will Occur. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good bet. <laughs> and then finally, Sick Walt with Heart of a Buffalo. That's a good one to go out on. Heart of a Buffalo. Thank you. And what, what's your next plan here, Sick Walt? We're playing Bedford Hills Prison. We're writing a second Sick Walt record. Um, I have some beautiful musicians in my life right now. I'm working with some different. I got. We have a song coming out, uh, a single, Steel Angel, uh, coming out shortly. Um, you know, try, riding that wave of music and creativity and expression, trying to balance it with life at, at, at the ages we are. Um, you know, uh, dealing with life coming out off of COVID and that was global changing, um, taking politics and all that shit out of it. But just the fact of dealing with it as a human of facing, wondering if we're facing extinction and wondering, getting back on your feet and reassessing your life and what is important to you, in your life. If you're going to take everything away and I have to stay in my house for two years, like what is the next it was a long time. People did some long meditation and reflection if you used it wisely. And, um, you know, I'm finding that balance and coming out like, all right, music means a lot to me and seeing what it does for me again and, and getting it rolling again with my good, my good friends and expressing myself. And I'm really looking forward to taking those creative walks again to start writing some beautiful songs. That's beautiful. And what about advice? You know, I love the fact that you didn't, some people, oh, I didn't do it as a kid. I can't do it now. You can start music anytime you want, right? Anytime you want. Anytime. The word artist is just an umbrella for expression. And how many musicians do we know that paint on the side or you just sit there and write your thoughts in a book and it becomes poetic and you your poetry, it's express yourself. It's got to come out in some way and channel that. Just channel that feeling and, 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 and nurture it and go with it. And if you feel like singing, go sing because it's going to be therapeutic to your life in some way, shape, or form. Go to a karaoke room, close the door, and do it. And you're singing, and you will sing, and you, that will become a spiritual ceremony with you, yourself, and, and the universe and the lords of this world. And express yourself and hit that creative, that, that nerve. And it's one of the greatest, it's the most divine and beautiful thing. And, and, you know, Michael, that's what brought me here to you to, we, we met because it's been so long in, in interwoven of shaking hands at different shows like this. And I know, you know, a million people. So when Chris brought me to you like this, it was just the divine tying of the bow. Oh, beautiful, sick Walt. Thank you so much. And I want to thank well, you for you, being my brother. on the show. I can't wait to see you in person. Absolutely. And when you get this next album done, please come back on the show. Let's play it and talk about it. Absolutely, man. Stay well. I thank promise, you very brother. much. Okay, people, it's been the April 7th, 2023. Just watch Peter. So keep your powder dry. <laughs>